helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Hello, my name is Melissa Waggett and I want to welcome you to today's show. We are so excited that you have decided to join us this morning. Today we are talking about wounded daughters, daughters of distant fathers. If you are joining us for the first time, we want to extend an extra special welcome to you and encourage you to visit our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, or call 1-877-544-3546 for more information about this show and our counseling services. For our regular listeners, I want to welcome you back and thank you for your dedication to the show. You are the reason we do what we do each and every week. And if you're joining us again, you will not be surprised by who I'm about to introduce. It is Michael Hart, an award-winning psychotherapist who is registered with the College of Registered Psychotherapists of Ontario. And he's also the director of Elam Counseling Services. I want to welcome you, Michael. It's always great to join you in studio. Thank you very much, Melissa, for that wonderful introduction. And I'm excited about today's show because I tell you, I started reading this book. Uh, it's, it's called Women and Their Fathers. And the subtitle is The Sexual and Romantic Impact of the First Man in Your Life. And I couldn't put this book down because what I realized is that a lot of what this author was talking about described my clients, many of my female clients who are having difficulties in their adult relationships. So I thought uh, at least this part of the book, some of what I'm talking about here today is for from a, a, a part of that book. So it's a very good book. I, I, I highly recommend it. And uh, today as we discuss this show, Wounded Daughters, Daughters of Distant Father, a lot of what we're talking about is taken from that section of the book that deals with distant fathers. And I think it's going to shed light on a lot of difficulties that people have been having in their romantic relationships, but also uh, what to do about it. Because I find a lot of times we remain trapped in these situations because we don't know the truth about what's going on. And the Bible tells us that we will know the truth and the truth will make us, will set us free. And I think a lot of people who are listening to this show today is going to come away going, wow, this explains me. I, I have, I, I've had those experiences that you're talking about. And as you say, sometimes it's trying to get to that truth and yes. figuring out what is going on. And as we talk through today's show, we'll hopefully bring to light that truth for a lot of people. But there is an event you wanted to highlight where we are going to be trying to get to the truth for a lot of people. And it's an event we've talked about for the past few weeks. It's the healing retreat that's coming right. up on June 10th or 8th to 10th, pardon me, at Providence Point in Lanark. And it is been an event that we've offered many times and we've repeatedly seen people find their truth and that truth set them free Absolutely. in often miraculous ways. Do you mind sharing a little bit about this? Yes, and just let me clarify. Someone called this week to ask if it if we're dealing with just physical healing. No, the, the, the healing that we're talking about here is being set free from emotional baggage, trauma in childhood, sexual abuse, things that have become strongholds in people's life. And so 
What we find, though, is that when we begin to deal with these things, then a lot of times physical healing takes place as well. But the primary focus is on the emotional healing. And I would encourage you that if you have listened to this show, if you listen to this show today and you can identify with some of what we are talking about, come on out to the retreat because we will be going deeper into these subjects and looking more in more detail of how you can go about finding freedom from some of these very, very, uh, very severe strongholds that have been holding you back from having the happiness and fulfillment in your adult relationship. So I like the way the author uh, talks about the dad as being the first man in your life, in woman's life, because that father figure that you had as a woman in your childhood sets a template against which you're uh, you're going to judge others later on and how you're going to react to other men later on in your life. So it's a very profound and important relationship, the first the first man in your life. Whether or not he was there or whether or not he wasn't there, and even the fact that he's absent still is telling you something about men and affects the way that you will react later on in life. So I look forward to to your questions, Melissa, and to going to, through this uh, topic in more detail. Yeah, I really think it's going to illuminate things for a lot of people. And if you've listened um, thus far and you do want to come and join us on that retreat, as we've said many times, space is very, very limited. We're only having 12 people attend and so if you want to be one of those 12, we encourage you to call us at one 844 3546 or go to our website at Elam Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, Counseling with Two L's, Ministry.com. So wounded daughters, daughters of distant fathers, you began to describe a little bit um, about the type of relationships we can have with our dad growing up and also how important that relationship is because it's really framing how we view men and also how we view ourselves. And so I'm wondering if you can break down what this author um, has be- described in this book, uh, Women and Their Fathers, about the types of distant fathers that are out there. What has she seen in her research? And if you can tell me what you've seen in your clinical practice as well and the experience that you've gained, I think it'll really paint a picture of what we're talking about. So Victoria Secunda, who is the author of, of the book Women and Their Fathers, she talked about uh, two types of distant fathers. And uh, the way she described these two types of fathers, I think it's queers with what I have observed in in my clinical practice. And so what I, what I realized is that she she, she categorized a distant fathers into two categories, and it fits very well with what I see. So the first kind of fathers she talked about is the remote kind of fathers. And this is fathers who don't play a role in the family life. They're there in the flesh. They're, they're not absent in, in body. They're there, but they're they are not playing a role. They are not playing an active role in disciplining the children. They are not playing a role in making sure that the, the, the children respect respect their mother. And so they are there, but they are they are sort of 
uh, just self-absorbed. They are either watching something in the world of fantasy on television, or they're playing their favorite games, or they're in their woodworking shop, or playing with something that entertains them, or they're they're lost behind that newspaper, uh, but they're not physically involved with the family even though they're they're there in body so that's the remote father the second is the passive father the passive father are conflict avoiders so they're doing the same thing they're not playing a role in disciplining or in in dealing with conflict but it's not that they're self-absorbed or that they're involved so much in other things it's just that they're passive and they do not know or have the ability because of their own woundedness in playing an active role as an adult in an adult relationship in a family relationship where they need to take the role and stand up and make sure that their proper boundaries set for the kids and that respect is shown to the mother. So with this passivity, what kind of actions could you you see play out in the home in terms of how the dad may be engaging with the mom or the kids? How does this look? Right. So we did a whole show on passive aggressiveness and I would I would encourage you if you missed that show to go back through our archive by going to elimcounselingministry.com and looking at that listening to that show on passive aggressiveness. And I think one of the things that you could find in a situation where you have a passive aggressive father is that instead of speaking up to the children and saying, you know, you have done this and it is wrong and here are your consequences, they might go into a withdrawal mood in which they don't talk to the kids for days. And so this withdrawal, this is a form of punishment. The passivity is a form of punishment. Or or they may, there might be a conflict with their spouse, and instead of working it through and talking about it, they withdraw love and affection, and they go for days sometimes without talking to anyone in the household. That passive aggressiveness is a form of repressed anger. What they're doing is actually that they're striking a blow to members in the family, but they're doing it through the use of silence and emotions and lack of attention. So what gives rise to men exhibiting this type of behavior in fatherhood, where either they are passive, as you just described there, or remote, but both being distant? Yes. I think in many cases it comes from a lack of proper role model in their childhood. People who have had distant or distant fathers, whether they be passive or remote, will grow up exhibiting the same kind of characteristics in, in, in that they are subconsciously modeling what they have learned from their family life growing up. So in families where the, the father was cultured, maybe because of the culture that they grew up in, to, say, to, to feel that the man is the breadwinner and that's all you do. You bring in an income and it's up to the mother to discipline and to be engaged emotionally with the children. It's not surprising that many of these men who are so cultured by society or by example end up doing the same thing. So to answer your question, Melissa, it can be from role models, it can be from the culture 
culture that they grew up in, the society that they are, they have adopted this men don't show emotion, men are, are breadwinners, and that's all you do. But I think distant fathers too could come from a situation where men become distant to, to, to girls especially. Some men are able to have very good relationships with boys. They go hunting, fishing, and they do sports, and they're involved with the boys in the family, but they're not able to engage with the daughters. And sometimes this comes from the fact that they have had a twisted introduction to sex through pornography and they are very uncomfortable with relationship with females. So such men, they will allow their sons to sit in their laps but they are uncomfortable with their daughters sitting in their, lap, in their laps because they, they, their, their view of affection and contact with females have been tarnished because of what they see in in these in these uh, porn pornography videos, and so it's it's not uncommon. I hear from many women in my practice that they feel as if they were rejected by their father once they started going into puberty. And so they said, I had a very close relationship before I hit puberty, but it's as if something switched. And my father that was once loving and affectionate now becomes cold. It's as if he just didn't know how to relate to me anymore. And this could be because that distance that is created uh, in those years could be because the, the this father is wrestling with not wanting to have these images that he have watched uh, come up in his mind in relation to his daughter. This is not to say that these men are pedophile. They are the very opposite. They're, they don't want to, but this these images are there and they are trying to fight thinking of their daughters in such way. And so what they do is that they pull away instead of having a close. So they won't hug their daughters. They won't allow their daughters to sit in their laps. They won't kiss their daughters on their cheeks because they have sexualized this image of mature. They have linked this woman, this image of mature woman with sex. What a complex thing to unpack. And I think that speaks to um, as you described there, sometimes we don't link our past actions to our current behaviors and things like that. And something that for some people seems so benign, like pornography, yes, it can have lasting impacts. And it actually leads to our topic for next week, I believe. We're going to unpack the concept of pornography even more so because yes. there's so many long-term impacts. Absolutely. And I think next week's show is going to be very important, not just for men, but for women as well, because uh, the fastest growing segment of porn user, according to new research, re- research are is woman, our woman. And so I think it's very important for us next week as we look into that, as we go into this show to begin to unpack what are some of the consequences of porn addiction and what you can do if you're in a relationship that has been tarnished by pornography. And as we're talking about today, it just doesn't affect the, the adult relationships alone. It also impacts how, uh, people relate to their opposite sex 
children. And so many women, I think the light bulbs are probably going on in some homes now where they're saying, yes, this explains why. This is explaining to me. I couldn't put my finger on it, but now I am seeing why my husband has been so distant from his daughter. And I think next week's show is going to be very interesting and, and informative as we unpacked as we unpack this effect of porn in the Christian family and what to do about it. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Show. This week we were talking about wounded daughters, daughters of distant fathers. If you've missed the first half of today's show, we encourage you to listen to it on our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can call us at one 877 5443546. We also want to remind you about our upcoming healing retreat. It is an emotional healing retreat going to be held in Lanark County at Providence Point on June 8th to 10th. As we've said, space is very, very limited. We only have five spaces remaining at this moment. So if you want to grab one of those spaces, we encourage you to call us at 1-877-544-3546 or go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. And I also want to remind listeners that the early bird rate uh, ends on May 1st. As of May 1st, the cost is going to increase by about 25%. So if you would like to attend this healing retreat and you'd like to uh, qualify for the early bird rate, then please do so by registering online at our website before May 1st at elimcounselingministry.com. And there's a section there for healing retreat that you click on in the registration form is right there. So, Michael, are there any other factors that predispose a father to being distant from his daughters? Yeah, I think there's also the, the possibility that some of these men may have been bullied and demeaned as men, and they may have been hurt by girls on the playground who made fun of them because they were they were the nerds in high school or in elementary school and so they grew up with uh, a, an uncomfortableness around females and so it doesn't stop there in childhood it also translates into their relationship with their with their daughters where they are not self-assured they are not confident and so having that kind of relationship in which they play the role as the mature, confident person is missing in their father-daughter relationship. And it brings to mind, as you're describing this, this concept of, you, you. it seems like you have a lot of hurt dads who probably unconsciously end up hurting their daughters. Yes. So I'm wondering if you can describe for us the effects on those daughters who have lived through these childhoods where their dad was either really passive or remote, and the consequences that you see in the daughter's life. Yes, there's so there are so many consequences, Melissa, and it's a that's a very good question because I think as we begin to unpack this, I think people are going to start seeing the need to to get over some of these things that they're doing subconsciously without even realizing that it is because they're daughters of distant fathers why they're doing this. And this doesn't stop in your teenage years. It continues even into adult relationships. And so one of the, the consequences of being uh, a, a daughter of a distant father is that if your dad is passive and you, you have a mom who has been the central figure in the household 
and dad doesn't speak up for himself, but he allows himself to be controlled and to be walked over by mom. One of the the logical consequence from that kind of a scenario is that daughters end up uh, end up siding with their with their dads against their mom. So you have a triangulation that happens in that relationship where you have the daughter trying to pull closer to the dad because she's been rejected by him as well. But at the same time, she pities him. And so he's not standing up for himself against mom. And so this daughter anger and frustration, some of which should be towards the dad because she be, she's been negotiated uh, neglected and kept at a distance by by him some of these uh anger emotions or a lot of these anger emotions gets displaced on the mom and so a lot of times uh, mothers are very shocked about this because they, they don't understand where it's coming from because as far as they're concerned they're the ones who are uh, that, that that are keeping the family together and why would the, the, the daughter not be thankful and and show more respect to the highly functioning parent but in many cases they are seeing dad being passive and they're feeling like dad is not standing up for himself I have to stand up to mom for dad and what I think is most interesting about that statement is that feeling of I have to stand up for for dad from mom is often probably coming from an, a subconscious place they're yes. not making a conscious choice but their actions are doing that yes and, yes. It, and it's to meet that need as you say what other things do you see in terms of behaviors of daughters when their dad is distant what kind of things do they try to take on to get that attention we see two types of behaviors. We see positive and negative behaviors as, as something that, uh, as things that daughters do to try to win, to try to win dad's love. And so these daughters sometimes become very high achievers. They they are, you know, they get all the awards at school, even in sports. They they excel because they are trying to be that athletic person to be one of the boys to, to, to see if they can win dad's attention and if dad fails some children turn to negative behavior sometimes even before trying positive behavior too some children start acting out from a very young age and what they're really saying melissa is that dad i want you to notice me and if I am being good and you don't notice me, then I'm going to get into all kind of trouble so that you will have to pay me attention. The sad thing about this is that I see daughters who have spent an entire lifetime, they are now in their 50s, and they are still trying to get get dad's attention by by achieving and, and by doing great things. And sadly enough, a lot of times, these men, these daughters, never get the attention that they want from their dad. Because the dad is a broken man who is just not able to give them what they need as a daughter. And so I know you said there is trying to get that attention where they're they're either overachieving or acting out because, as we know, any attention sometimes is a good form of intention. But what is driving them, especially I'm thinking those high achievers, like when you have reached it. Yes. Like, why do you keep trying? Like, yes. what is that motivation behind that action? Because as you, as you say, like sometimes these are the best of the best at everything and still they keep going. Why don't they just throw their hands up and say enough? 
That's such a good question, Melissa. And I think one of the things that psychologists uh, have come up to describe what is happening is that they're under they 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 are under this illusion of being in control. So it's a way of coping with a very unpleasant reality. So instead of saying there is nothing I can do that will make my dad give me the love and attention that I need, they comfort themselves with the illusion that I am not good enough. And it gives them a sense of control because if I am not good enough, then I can become better. And so I will always try to be better and better because by so doing, I am not facing the harsh reality that I may never be able to get dad's affection. And I think that's such a complex thought because... These may be women who have, as I say, achieved everything, but they may have the worst, lowest self-esteem because, as you say, if you feel like I'm not good enough, it's giving you control in other ways. And yes. you're, you're, you're evading a different form of reality that's also hurtful. Mm-hmm. And and as you, as you say, you see this in your practice. So I think I hope a lot of people are listening to this and it's resonating and they feel some identity with this and do seek some help because this is such a complex thing to live with. Yes. Are there other things we see in terms of women who have been or are daughters of distant fathers? A distant dad is a, is a dad who is emotionally unavailable. He's there physically, but he's emotionally unavailable. So it's not uncommon for uh, these women who had dads like that to seek out men who are emotionally unavailable as well. So they might get into affairs with, with men who are married, they're emotionally unavailable, or they're already in a relationship with someone else. And so it's repeating the pattern from childhood. Yes, I have a, a man in my life, but he's not really there. He's not really there emotionally. Or even if they're in a committed marital relationship, these daughters of distant fathers are, are often attract men who cannot give them the emotional presence that they that they need. So so they are they they are actually marrying men who are just like their fathers. And so, Michael, if people have been listening to our show today, we've gone through a lot of examples, and I think you've painted a really great picture of the effects of growing up as a daughter with a distant dad. If people have identified with anything we've talked about today. What would be your advice to them? I think the main advice is that if you're going through, if you're identifying with what we have talked about today, I think in many cases you need to grieve what you might never be able to get from your dad because your dad is wounded emotionally in his childhood. And unless he get help to deal with what makes him uh, distant, whether he be a remote father or a passive father, he's never going to change. There's nothing you can do that is ever going to win you dad's affection. And I think the second thing I would say that in many cases, these things are so deep-rooted that there is emotional help that is needed. And so that's why I think the the retreat that we'll be having on June 8th to 10th in Lanark is a good opportunity for people to come and to dig deeper into some of the roots of uh, that we have, we have talked about I've talked about in this show today. And as we've talked about those roots are so important to find out because 
for the dads, it's those roots that they may not have dealt with that have caused them to cause this trauma. Yes. And for these women who have experienced this, it's until you get to the root. And they're so complex sometimes. Yes. True healing can't be possible. You really need to unpack it all. Absolutely. But that takes a lot it of takes work. takes a lot of time. And a lot of bravery yes, and yes. faith and vulnerability. And that's hard and scary. And one of the things that we didn't get into today much is the negative self-concept that developed. We talk about this feeling of not being good enough. But what that is, it's a deception. It's a lie that people have come to believe. It's a comforting lie. So in other words, I'm not good enough. I can work harder to win dad's love. But the truth is that if you're listening to this show today, you are good enough. God made you lovable. God made you just as you are. And there is nothing wrong with you. And so this is a, a truth that I would like you to take away from this show today that the issue is not you the issue is your dad and so as we come to the end of today's show again I invite you to go to our, our website at elimcounselingministry.com elim is spelled E-L-I-M counseling with two L's ministry.com and remember to click on the link for the retreat if you if you feel that this might be something you could benefit from. And again, the number is one 544 And until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services. And Melissa Waggett. Praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. <laughs>